Texas State had, you know, they they um, had some new wrinkles in their scheme that we haven't seen all year long. And so, um, you know, we, we were able to adjust. That first uh, drive, though, was uh, went kind of quick um, and, and wish we could have got that one back. But, um, you know, we, we kind of have our defense set up that if we get that, type of look that we're ready for but um we didn't we didn't know it was going to be you know, usually it's one or two plays this one they kind of bent went on it for most of the night did a did it a lot where they sent the tackles out did a lot of white splits different things like that that we haven't seen so a lot of credit to texas state for being innovative and creative and finding ways to um get the ball down the field and, and get a score early uh, glad our guys settled down our offense was able to keep playing and, and stay on top of it and get some points on the board and give us some time to um, to make some adjustments to the scheme and love the way our guys respond all night. And, uh, you know, looking forward to fixing some of the things that we can improve on from this week and play better next week against Western Kentucky. So uh, any questions you guys have, be happy to answer it. Okay, we'll t- start with questions from Jared, Lloyd, uh, Jay Drew, and John Kuhn. Kalani, it was a, a tie game and you faced a Ford and, uh, fourth and three decision from the 30-yard line within Oldroyd's range and you elected to go for it, ended up getting, the, I, think the, I think it was the 33 and ended up getting that touchdown to Keanu Hill. How big of a play was that, that decision to go for it on fourth down? We know you like to do that, but how nice was it to see it work out like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I... – I have a lot of faith in our players and, and um, you know, it's early in the game where we feel like there's still a lot of time and um, there, there's an opportunity for us to, you know, when you look at it and you try to plan everything, you try to have everything organized. I think you go with your instincts and you go with um, what you're seeing on the field and you kind of go with, with your players on the field and trust them. And so I trust uh, coach Grimes and a rod and the offensive coaches. And I trust the players that are executing. And I think if we execute well and, uh, we're, we're a really tough team to stop. So um, it's probably why you saw us go for that and why you saw us do a little, you know, be a little aggressive on the fourth downs. Bonnie, you saw a lot of football in your life. Have you ever seen a throw like the one that Zach made across the field to Dax Milne for the touchdown? I think I, if I got it right, it was right in front of you. Yeah, I mean, really strong arm. And um, it, it We've seen we've seen him do that over and over and over again. It's it's nothing new how how strong his arm is, and and uh, I'm just glad that he was able to make that throw. I, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks try to make that throw and end up throwing it short, and um, it's nice. I, I, it was a pinpoint throw. I, I had to look at it on film again, but uh, I, I was happy with a lot of the things that we did offensively with Zach and some of the decision making that he made. Uh, there's a few passes that I know he wishes he had back, but. Uh, he was able to capitalize, make some make some nice throws, and um, you know we were able to get some some looks at other guys uh, on the field and and um, give them some valuable reps that I think will will be will pay off a lot of a lot in, in the future. So um, just happy we got the win. I, I, I was I still keep thinking about things that we want to improve on. That's that's my mindset is just thinking about things that we can get better. Then I wanted to ask you about the the punt that Ryan Rico kept. Was that all on his own? Yeah, I think he, he um, you know, when, when you're looking at, we haven't shown rugby punt much, and then that was our our, our rugby punt. I mean, we haven't punted a lot. And so when, when Rico, who's got a great leg, we were able to 
uh, you know, a few times tonight, punt the ball. We, he, we have that rugby, and if it's there, then he takes it. Uh, I mean, personally, I wish he would just would have kicked it. You know, that's that's just me. But um, what, he did exactly what we coached and why we had that scheme. But I, I talked to Coach Spav afterwards and apologized for wasn't anything disrespectful or, or with any kind of intent to run up the score or anything. It was just something that he's just used to seeing in practice. I mean, we did that to our scout team uh, a few times. When he sees it, we trust Rico. He's a great athlete. Um, in that situation, though, I, I don't know if it, it was uh, – that's on that's on me. I should have been more wise in telling him to just go ahead and punt it again, punt the ball. But he has a, he has a highlight now that, that Johnny Linehan will be really jealous of. So, um, <laughs> uh, But, you know, he, he shows his athleticism and his speed, and uh, he was really happy. It was just one of those things that that's not – that's not anything that we try to do on purpose, try to um, showboat or try to, you know, get one up. And so I apologize to Texas State for that. But um, we'll just learn. And next time I'll be better as a coach and make sure to teach them to, you know, just punt the ball next time. Kalani, uh, your first two drives went for 86 yards and 90 yards. Having those long scoring drives there in the first quarter, how, how much did that help in terms of allowing your defense time to adjust? Because in the second quarter, you only allowed 13 total yards. Yeah, it was really valuable for us to have that time. We, we needed to make adjustments, um, our scheme. And, and, and you know, Elisa Tuyaki did an amazing job organizing it from from the box and, and uh, Preston Hadley and and – Janelle Guilford and um, Ed Lamb, you know, with them along with our GAs and analysts did a great job at, at uh, trying to establish what we we're going to do. Because it's, it's just something that we weren't expecting, that type of offense, you know. And, and I think that uh, – and I didn't know that they're, they're going to do it so much. We, we kind of thought that we, every week we plan on seeing some things that we make stuff up just in case. And this is one of those moments where it was like, not only did they do it, but they did it a lot. And so we had to get things organized. And we needed that time. If, if it would have been a quick three and out, I, I don't know um, if we would have been able to get it um, communicated and drawn up on, on the cards and drawn up on the board to, so our guys can see what we're actually trying to do. And we actually went into it with a different scheme to that that we practiced. If we did ever see it, we do that every week. But um, we had to change, go on, on the fly and change it up. And, and uh, E saw something that he thought would be better, he and Ed, and then they dis- discussed it with, uh, with Preston and and, and uh, Guilford and, and uh, I like I like what they did. I mean that's the the proof is what we did the rest of the time. Now I'm still upset about that 98 yard drive. I just we got to stop downing the ball on the two yard line then because it's been we're 0 for two now stopping teams going on that long drive. You know, but there's a lot of things that our guys have learned from in that in that drive. But uh, I just and then obviously they, those guys came back and 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 forced forced a turnover and played strong and. Uh, I'm just really proud that those guys were able to bounce back from after that, giving up that touchdown. <clears throat> hey, Coach, we'll take a question from Brandon Gurney, Jake Hatch, and Mitch Harper. Oh, you don't need one, Brandon? Yeah, go to the next guy. My my, my question was answered. Hey, we'll go with Jacob, uh, Mitch Harper, and then Hunter Miller. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you, in terms of you said those reps in the second half, you know, those second stringers, third stringers in the game, very important what can be taught from those reps going off of that type of a performance? Well, you, you look at the way they respond in the game and it, 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 everything works when you practice it, you know, and you're going against a scout team. So 
the 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 fact that we saw real speed they stuck with their their ones during that time you know and uh it's it's just to see if if, if our guys uh can overcome basically the live reps the fog of war that 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 mindset of like being on the field i think it's easy to say that guys can will do it and perform on the on the field but it's a different deal when the when the lights are on and you're in front of people and and it's moving a lot faster so that's that's the it was good that we were able to get those looks. And then, it, it, you know, it was really good that we were able to get the uh, the ones, the leaders on our team to get out there and, and support those guys on the field. And I saw great leadership on our sidelines. I saw, you know, guys um, just really being being out in front and cheering for their boys. And we saw some mistakes, but I love the way the guys responded back and came back and, and were able to get a stop off of that fumble, you know, off of the, the snap and then in the deep in the red zone and then, Gave up a drive, but then came back and forced a turnover, got a pick, and um, you know ended the game. So I, I really pleased with the guys, and it's worth the yards and, and that we gave up uh, to get our guys those reps. Kalani fourteen, Kalani fourteen different receivers uh, had had receptions tonight on night with uh, without Gunnar Romney. Was that kind of by maybe designed to, to divvy up uh, the the pass uh, attempts to receivers without Gunnar in the game? I think that's just how it kind of worked out. I thought, um, you know, looking at Zach and, and even Baylor, the way they spread the ball out, we were able to get some guys in the game. And uh, obviously we, we got some good looks at some younger guys. Um, but, uh, you know, we just kept our offense rolling a little bit. And I'm just happy that those guys got the – a lot of them got their first time, first really live reps and with the ball in their hands. So it was, it was good stuff. Good stuff. It was good to see Sionifi now back on the field again and, and keep getting Miles Davis some opportunities to run the ball and get some of those young old linemen on the field too. So it was really good, valuable stuff for us. And, and get Baylor some opportunities to throw the ball, even though there was a – did he throw a pick on, the, on any of them? Yeah, so obviously some things to work on. But uh, we'll just – it's just good. It's just good where you're just not – you know, you're, you're able to throw the ball a little bit and just play regular football with those guys against a, a fast look. Stuff that you can't get in practice. Mentioned Sione, also Hank Tuipolotu uh, made his debut. Uh, can those yeah, right. moving forward factor into what you guys do offensively? Yeah, and, and you know, um, it's just good to see Hank. He, he he battled back from some, you know, injuries. And and same with Sione, and those guys are able to get on the field. And Keanu Saliapanga, good to get Tristan back on the field too. And uh, just nice to have our guys and, and be a little bit stronger with our, with our numbers. So, um yeah, we just get those guys rolling and get some competition going and, and make sure that our, our teams are rolling deep and that we can we know we have guys that we can count on with a lot of experience. Coach, I'm curious what kind of the thought process is behind pulling the starters and bringing in the backups. Is that something that, you know, you guys go into a game thinking if you reach a certain point threshold uh, that you'll pull the starters? Or how do you go about making that decision of when to pull the starters and bring in some of the younger guys? I mean, it's kind of a balance between what's best. You know, if you're looking at the first part of the season, we really didn't have our our starters play an entire game. And so, you know, I think UTSA, they played the entire game. And then and then obviously the Houston game they did. So that, that was kind of brand new for us. And, and uh, so we had those two games to, to let those guys play the entire game. And then now it's just, I, I really feel like it's really valuable for us. And when you're dealing with with the uh, with COVID and you never know who, if a guy's going to be pulled out of the lineup or not, I really believe that the, the for us right now this year, 
yeah, let's get those guys as valuable reps as possible. And I, I, all I care about is when we, we're winning the game, we feel like we have it under control is, is uh, giving them those valuable reps as much as possible. And if it costs us some yards and even some points, it's, I think it's really worth it. It's, it's the investment is, is worth it for our guys. And we were able to do that in the past. We've been able to do that in the past and get more guys reps and it's paying off. And, and when guys, they're not getting in the, on the field when it's like, they know the game's under control, but now they're getting valuable reps and, and getting that experience. It means a lot. I mean, that's, that, that, that stuff is, you, you, I said it before, you can't simulate it. So we're going to take advantage of it as much as possible. I really don't care about all, how all the stats line up. I don't care about where we line up with, you know, awards and all the accolades and all that stuff. The win is all that matters and keeping our team as deep as possible. Hey, we'll take two quick questions from Sean Walker and Jared Lloyd, and that'll be it. Yeah, Coach, you probably had to figure that somebody was going to ask this question, but what'd you think of the crowd and finally having the fans back and the, the band, the cheerleaders, all that kind of pomp and circumstance? It was awesome. It was so good to see our fans. I mean, it was good to see our fans last week in, in Houston, at Houston, but um, good to see our fans here. They made a lot of noise. Um, the the number that we I mean, I'm pretty sure we had we used all six thousand tickets, you know. So uh, lot, all that six thousand that came, they made a lot of noise. I'm really happy that they were be able to enjoy the game and and this you know it's first that we've had a lot of games without fans, so that was a lot of fun. And just really thankful that they were able to be here and, and so late and stayed after and cheered our guys on even when the game was uh, easily um, in control. So thank you to all the fans and. Looking forward to seeing all our fans who get here and, and fill this place up as soon as we get things right. So appreciate all the fans. It means a lot to us. Kalani, the, you hadn't been able to force a lot of turnovers this year, but Isaiah gets his hands on the ball and then takes it to the house. And that's that's got to be fun to see a guy like uh, Isaiah be able to, to have that type of a moment. He willed that to happen. He's, he's been waiting for that for a long time. And I knew once he caught the ball, it was going to be gone. And uh, you talk about a, a great student of the game. Um, he's so smart. I wish I could take his brain and, and, and put it in all of our players. This football IQ is amazing. His instincts are amazing. And the things that he does as a player, I've been so impressed with. And, and such an honor for me to coach him. Uh, I mean, we have a great relationship. I, our coaches and our players have great relationships with each other. And, and, uh, be able to collaborate with him and talk with him. He's got a great mind and just love that his will was able to get, he, he, he kind of knew it was going to happen. He kind of been talking about it all week. And so uh, when that happened, it was watch out. I, you know, you got, you got to see some of this athleticism that he had back in the day in Brighton when he used to run the ball a little bit, you know, so uh, we try to create more. I mean, obviously I don't think we, we had not a lot of opportunities to get sacks. Um, McBride ran around all over the place and he's got tons of speed, but, um, you know, he scrambled around, and, and then other than that, they were getting rid of the ball really quick. And when they did their Daffy Duck stuff, it just caught us uh, in a bad spot where we really couldn't get a lot of pressure on it. We had to be mindful of the RPOs and the, and the quick throws downfield. So uh, it's unique. We we'll just keep playing, and hopefully we'll capitalize on op other opportunities to, to get turnovers and to get more disruption and more sacks. But uh, really pleased with the amount of disruption that we had this this game. and turnovers and big stops and things like that. So we'll just keep improving and hopefully Isaiah can spread the love with his pick sixes and turn. And I'm sure he'll do as many as he can, but I'm sure he, he'd love to share the, the mojo with the rest of the group. I know that Kalani Sitake has popped on the headset. We hope he can hear us. Kalani, can you hear us? What's up, guys? Hey, there he is. Kalani Sitake, head coach of the BYU Cougars. His team defeats 
Texas State tonight by a score of 52 to 14, going to 6 and 0. BYU 6 and 0 for the first time in uh, in 12 years. Uh, Kalani, uh, just an initial uh, summary impression of uh, what your guys turned out there tonight. Uh, just you know, happy we played the played a good game. I mean, I was really pleased with the. Uh, a lot of things that I saw today, uh, tonight, and um, there's just some things that we can obviously fix. You guys heard me in the post game, um, but I, I feel like uh, you know we're we're uh, all the stuff that we practice, everything that we've been doing fundamentally has been working really well for us. And so let's just keep this thing rolling and uh, let's fix some of the issues that we saw. And I think they caught us off guard right away with the um, style of offense. We had an idea. We we plan for everything, and so we normally on Thursdays we go through every look that we possibly can get, swinging gate, Daffy Duck, all those different looks, and um, just never faced a team that was going to do it as much as what we saw tonight. You know, so glad our offense was able to hold on to the ball and, and march down and give us time to make adjustments. Love what Coach Tuyaki did. He he had a feeling to do a, a different type of adjustment, even though we had one in place um, on that first drive and. He decided that this uh, would probably be a better um, a better route to go a different way. He and Ed and, and Preston and Gennaro did a good job of collaborating, talking about the best um, possible change, and glad they were able to execute that and, and, and get, get it communicated to our players, and they uh, did a great job of executing the game plan after that. Coach, a marked difference for me was the tackling. Um, two things. One, just doing a better job of the fundamentals in one-on-one. But two, I felt like the rallying and the pursuit was a step up from uh, the last couple weeks. It also could have been that maybe, you know, whenever you got faster, quicker guys, which maybe Houston would have. But I honestly think the team effort was uh, was a lot better and there was kind of a return to fundamentals. Is that something that's been emphasized or more something that's continually emphasized for your defensive players yeah that's that's the the foundation of everything that we do is uh, play fundamental football and that means blocking tackling body position all that stuff it matters the most you know and uh, defensively it's it's angles pursuit and then understanding the shape of the defense where your help is at whether to leverage or spill the ball a lot of different things that go into it and and a lot of uh um, probably more detail than than our listeners probably want to hear right now but all that stuff matters, and you practice it, and you practice it, and um, being able to do it in, in a live game is uh, another thing compared to doing it in practice, and uh, the only way you can get better in a game is to actually do it and then have them get more reps at it. We love our guys, our veterans that are experienced, like Isaiah Kofusi can do it all day. He he has a good understanding of, played a lot of football, you know, but it's important that um, Drew Jensen and Jackson Kofusi and those others, um, you know, and... and Josh Wilson gets that opportunity to do that too, and and uh, you have to learn along along the way. Sometimes they, it's it's a tough lesson to learn, and you give up points and yards, and then uh, you give them a chance to respond, and they were able to do that. I, I was really pleased with the way the the team overall. Um, we gave up some plays with the twos and threes, and then they came back and 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 forced turnovers, and we were able to establish a little bit more physicality on the line of scrimmage and 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 tackle well. So yeah, that that was a huge emphasis, but. We got to always improve on the fundamentals as we go out throughout the season. You guys scored offensive touchdowns on five of your first six offensive possessions. The only uh, exception was the fumble at your own ten, but zero points are the result 
and and then you end up with a pick six of your own scoring on defense. Great response by your guys put up in a tough spot, and they really have relished that position, it seems, this year. When, when, when the offense has a moment where the defense is put in a bad spot, great response. Yeah, and I, I was really happy. with They've been doing that all year long, and that's the leadership that we have on our team. Um, with our with our seniors and our and our our upperclassmen, but also um, the preparation that our coaches have put in time to get them ready, and that's on on all three phases. Really impressed with the time that the coaches put in and the way that they teach it. Um, and so, you know, happy with the with the victory. Uh, I thought I thought we did some really really good things, and I thought we improved from last week to this week. And uh, let's keep let's keep that uh, that trend going. Let's let's find ways to get better for next week against Western Kentucky and fix some of the issues that we had here. And I'm glad you mentioned it, Riley, because the, the fundamentals are the key of it. I think a lot of people rely on scheme and, um, and strategy when, when the most important thing is the, is the foundation of what you do, and that, that's the fundamentals of the game, and that's the culture of this team and, and, and our family here. Coach, how and by the way, these guys seem mature and self motivated and self challenged. But you know, I you got to look. They're going to turn on the film and they're going to see Western Kentucky. It's a program that's struggling. It's a team that they're more talented than. And are these guys going to be able to find enough self challenges to come out here and and accomplish those, or or do you pose a challenge for the whole team, maybe as something in the week to make sure that they just stay locked in, laser focused, like they've done through the first six games. Yeah, I think I think the key is just everyone being focused and coaches and players. It's it's not, um, it, it's not uh, like a challenge from yeah, you. It's just a, a part of is, who you are. Yeah, and this is what we talk about um, on Mondays. We have team meeting, and I want our guys. I mean, they're already going to be watching the film and getting better and improving and trying to find ways to scout Western Kentucky. That happens. You know, you did that when you played. You know, you're a great student of the game. I think for our guys, it's more about like staying focused and understanding that this this game is all that matters now. Western Kentucky is all that matters. There's nothing else. Staying safe and trying to find a way to to make sure that you're on the field when when the when the ball's kicked off, you know. And uh, I think it's worked so far. We granted we we haven't played our best against UTSA and everything, but I think they had a lot to say about that. That they're a good competitive they, team. By you the know? way, they beat La Tech today. Yeah, that was gonna. It was a close game, right? I yep. believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I mean. And you saw what Houston and, and Navy did. I mean, it, those those guys are it start they start playing and and they start getting their identity. And for us, I feel like our identity is based on just sticking with the day to day and getting better every day, getting better every rep, finding ways to get better. And 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 it starts from from the leader, starts from the coaches, and our attitude towards everything. So we haven't done anything that that uh, we should be. I mean, we should be happy that we won the game, but there's a lot more for us to prove. There's a lot more for us to prove, and we left a lot of plays out there still. I keep saying, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever be happy with with our performance if we unless we play the perfect game, all three phases, and that's the goal. I hope we can get there. You know, I'd like to like it to be next week, but I think that drive to get better and 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 keep our guys humble is going to be the key. But they they do that on their own as well. My my job is to stay focused as a head coach, and hopefully they they we all buy in and, and then do it do it ourselves and they can do you can do it by example or you can do it by preaching it but our guys are pretty pretty mature so I, I feel like they're they're going to be ready to roll and I just came through the locker room on my way here to get the, the headphones on and I'm already hearing players talk about what they want to do differently and better next week and that's a I mean they should be happy about watching their highlights but they're just talking about things that they could do differently and better and 
you know, guys talk about they can snap the ball better, whether it's a long snapper or the center. So these guys want to get better and they want to improve. Yeah, Coach, just a quick comment before I kick it back over to Greg for another question is that you mentioned that, you know, you might never be happy, but it's there's a difference between never being happy and it being a negative and it, and it slowly over time drags the team down. But uh, credit to your leadership, but also, you know, and you will always say this, you've recruited the right kids, you've recruited the kids with the right mentality, but it shows that it, your players are a lot like you in that it's so apparent that these guys are just, they're starving to get better yeah they they know them when they do things well and they take the they take the compliments with grace but they are all in search of perfection as as football players and as units and so it's something as a former player uh for me to watch this just makes me really proud of where the program's at right now well, i appreciate that and that's that that's nothing that's new for, for that i'm doing you guys are all i mean the difference between you and and mitch jurgens and all the, you guys are all the same uh, we were, I, I think that I was like you guys when I played here, you know, so long ago when there was not, not HDTV, but um, we, were, we were very similar, meaning that, that our, our general makeup, um, uh, how we were brought up and who we are, uh, is, is it's, it's really indicative of what, what happens in the gospel and the way everyone's raised. So uh, my job is just to keep reminding them of leaning on the things that, that got them here, the sacrifices of their loved ones that got them here, and if we can keep doing that, I think we can have a lot of success. One quick thing before the break, uh, Kalani, 11 different ball carriers tonight and 14 different receivers. And we think the 14 is an unofficial BYU record. You were able to really play a lot of guys and get productivity from a lot of guys. Yeah, and just, uh, I mean, we, we talk about our depth and we're able to use it, but just really happy that we are able to see some guys return and and, and come back from injuries or, 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 or illness, you know, and um, and, and we're a lot stronger. We already lost some guys for the season due to uh, injury, so it's always nice to welcome guys back to the to the, the playing field and to the depth chart. And just happy, just just happy that we're 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 doing things the right way. And um, you know, we're going to try to find ways to get better and, and and be creative and try to entertain as much as we can. But you know, I, I think for me as a head coach, I always look at the <clears throat> like the, the you know, there's things that we can all learn from. For me. We teach Ryan Rico how to take this rugby punt and what he's looking for, and we didn't explain to him that the, you know, the, the timing of it all. We probably don't want to do a fake punt uh, in that situation that time. He and was just getting back at him for the roughing, coach. Yeah, that's, that's all it was. Yeah, and, and, but it's you a know, a little bit of payback. I think I think that's something that that that, that kind of passed us by as coaches. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't. He did what we taught him to, but understanding the situation, it's just he's still a freshman, so there's things for us to teach, teach and get better and. As a head coach, I got to look into more of the details and, and train our guys for everything, and that's that's where I, I missed the I missed it on that, and so I'll, I'll do a better job next time. You've turned the ball over five times this year. Opponents still have zero points after your turnovers. Well, that's good. I mean, that that uh, uh, not good that we turned the ball over, but um, you know, I, I think uh, lo- I just love the way our players take the field and, um, and and the sudden change and being able to get out of it somehow, you know, and. Uh, just that 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 just goes to show their mentality, their maturity, their leadership, and and they're taking after their their coaches. You know, listening to, to Coach Tuyaki, that's something that we talked about. It's it's a fire drill. You know, there's no time to to complain. You just got to get out there and jump on the field and show some excitement and passion and get ready, get some energy going, so we can get a stop. You got Tristan Hodge back after missing four games. You got Sione Finau back after missing like 11 months. So it had been a long time for him, and good to see him get some uh, get some run. 
Yeah, and he's a little bit rusty. You know, there are times that I think he knew when, when you're supposed to go get a first down and, and know the change and and not dance around. But that, that comes with some time. And I think you know, you start to see, you saw some spurts of of the old Sione back from last year. And I think the more confidence he has on 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 his uh, on his legs, the better he'll be. And he's a He's got a lot of he's got he's a dynamic back. He can turn a, a short gain into a big big touchdown soon, and so with his legs and he's got a lot of speed. So hopefully he can get that going. We can see some more of him next week. I hope it never happens that we start taking Zach Wilson's performances and numbers for granted because what he's doing is pretty exceptional. Yeah, and and, and the decision making too. It's like, you know, when you start people start talking about completion percentage and all this other stuff. Uh, I, I've seen it before where quarterbacks like they start thinking about their their own ranking their rating their own completion percentage and and uh, he threw away some balls that that were wise decisions and uh just just really really happy with his decision making happy with his leadership and he's doing an amazing job so we got to keep that rolling Jake got his first field goal in a few games uh do we, probably not but I'm going to ask it anyway does it ever come like a situation's coming up in a game especially late in the game where maybe it's in hand and you're like hey let's uh if we get a field goal attempt here it's maybe not the worst thing just to make sure that that guy's still getting live reps in games or it, it, are you happy if you know he doesn't get another attempt because you're just cashing in seven points right and left no, I mean, I think it's good that we know he can kick field goals, and, and, and he's a strong, got a strong leg. I mean, he's kicking, uh, you know, 70-yard field goals and 60-yard field goals in pregame. So he's got a strong leg. He can do it. Um, I, I think for us it's just, uh, in, 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 you're right, we, it's been a I don't remember last time he kicked a field goal. So I think for us it's just whenever we get that chance for him to kick one in, let's go. But early in the game, I like going for it on fourth down. I like I like the, the you know, moving the chains and, Getting generate some some momentum right away, and uh, we we have a system where I think is is really really good in place, and, and meaning our our the way our guy the way our guys execute uh, when Zach has the ball in his hands, he makes great decisions, makes the great audibles and great checks. I trust him on fourth down. I trust you know our coaches and to get him in the right spot, and and so we're gonna keep doing that. And you know there may be times that that. that our instincts, we feel like it's probably better to kick a field goal, but right now we'll, we'll see how it goes. But anytime we can get him to kick a field goal, he's been pretty good. The field goal talk is a good segue to our Mountain America field goal recap now. For each field goal BYU makes this year, Mountain America donates $250 to the American Red Cross. And today the Cougars made one field goal after going back-to-back games without a field goal try. So the running total now is six field goals. And when you throw in the bonus that Mountain America gave us for Jake's 50-yarder, 54-yarder earlier in the year, now a donation total of $1,750 to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union. Uh, Isaiah Kofusi uh, got a pick six that reminded me a little bit of the Fred Warner pick six at Boise State uh, a few years back in your first year, I think. Why wouldn't that be right, Kalani, 2016? Yeah, yeah. And, and, same and, sideline. Uh, same sideline, yeah. Um, you know, I, I love the way Isaiah just pl- prepares for the game. And uh, he he was calling it. I think he understood even in early in the game. He's like, I'm gonna pick it. I, I know I got one coming. And um, he's been talking about it so much that you saw the sideline erupt because he's been ta- everybody. He's just kind of maybe it's the law of, law of attraction. He just puts it out there in the universe, and then everybody expects it to happen. And when he caught the ball, his teammates went crazy to block for him and do whatever they can to escort him into the end zone. And and he had he showed his running skills. So I'm really happy. He was so fired up to get that and. Uh, this defense is hungry for more turnovers and more more touchdowns. So hopefully we can get that going. 
Isaac Rex with Isaac Rex, excuse me, with two touchdown uh, catches today. He uh, continues to impress me with his ability to go up and catch the ball, make contested catches, and secure the catch uh, through the through the um, through the entire process. And, and you know, maybe there obviously the offense is working great, and it doesn't need any new additions. But both him and Wheat give me remind me shades, and these are two guys you coached against, uh, but. Dennis Pitta and Andrew George is there, but they're both young pups, right? At redshirt freshmen, they with each time that they continue to have games like this, is there more and more thought of maybe they don't play a ton in the flex? Is that in the offensive scheme at all, or are they kind of happy and product? I mean, they're plenty productive where they're at, but I get a little excited thinking they could be what Andrew or what Andrew George and Dennis Pitta were. I, I love that comparison because those guys gave me so many headaches. It's a matchup them. nightmare, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, you can send two tights in a double, and you can come out in four wides, and it totally messes up the defensive personnel. You're absolutely right. And and, and the, those those tight ends that have the athleticism to split out, I mean, Gronk does it in, in the NFL. So the, all the great ones do it, Kelsey and all those guys do that. So I just love that these guys are willing to do it. We we have a scheme, and we have the opportunity, like if we need to, we can put them out in, in, in the slot and put them out in, as a split end and – and a flanker, and so uh, that, that's in the mix, yeah. And but um, we'll see. I mean, maybe you're you're kind of forecasting what we're going to be doing with those guys. But I love the way they block, right? It's it's a, it's a it, you can tell if someone really cares if they block downfield. So I, I love the way they block and open up some some uh, some opportunities for our other guys to gain more yards. And I, I mean, it's Isaac. You think that his dad was a All American tight end or something here? You know what I mean? But. <laughs> Like he had it, some good genetics. In yeah, there, he so. can get up and and he's bigger than his dad. He's taller, so he can jump up and grab the ball. But he also showed that he can get down low and and scoop it up as well. And he, he you know, that tight end group is young. I mean, it was good to see Hank Tuipulotu get in the game because he's got mad ball skills. And then, you know, we have we have other guys coming off their missions. And um, I don't know, man. Mormons great make great tight ends. And so let's keep it rolling. Let's keep these guys going. And maybe they can have the type of careers that that Andrew George and Dennis Pitta had here. Speaking of tight ends, Kalani, last year the BYU tight ends accounted for five touchdown receptions. And this year, even without the great Matt Bushman, BYU tight ends have five touchdown receptions. They're making do and making things happen. Well, I think, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to our offensive staff for for organizing and and preparing a scheme to play to, to to the talent and skill set of Matt Bushman. And then not just dropping it when when he got hurt. It's just yeah. keeping it going and giving these young guys an opportunity to do it. And you see, and you're seeing these guys get out there. And I mean, you're looking at like you know, I mean, I'm looking at like uh, Wheat and and Rex. They're their son. They're legacy boys, right? So their dads played here. And I mean, it it makes sense for them to get out there. They've been around BYU football for a long time. And so it's just nice to see those guys make plays. And nice to see us putting them in positions that we would normally have Matt Bushman in and and allowing them to have show their athleticism. Finally, Kalani, how do you think you guys responded to the challenge of taking on a team that uh, was a heavy underdog, and you'll be in a similar situation next week? Did, 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 has this team kind of shown you that, yeah, this is this is all about the business here, and, and we're going to go do what needs to get done and, 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 and play sharp as we, uh, as we can? Yeah, and our focus is purely on what we can do as a team, individually and as a unit, and playing team football, right? And and it doesn't really matter who the opponent is now. We're going to scout them and be ready for them and understand what they're going to do and the looks that we're going to get. 
But this it doesn't. We're going to respect them as much as possible. But this thing is about us and 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 us getting better as a unit. And so we we have to be ready to play at our best, regardless of who the opponent is and and whoever shows up. And then if they play their best, great. We should have a lot of confidence that they're going to see our best shot. And I feel like we we were close to doing that tonight. Kalani, congratulations on six and zero for this program, and uh, best of luck as you get ready for Western Kentucky right back here in seven nights. Love the fans, six thousand that were here. Appreciate you guys. Love the fans back home listening, and uh, love you guys. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Go Cougs. Thanks, Kalani. Have a great week.